Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam McGuinness, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, George. Hello. Sadly, Grant can't make it today, but instead we're joined here in the studio by Pete. How's it going, Pete? G'day, guys. Hi. How are you? Uh, Pete is joining us here today, and of I'm course, I'm fine, thanks, Pete. <laughs> oh, I'm fine, thank you. He asked you a question, Liam. He's I'm, on, a guest. I'm on intro mode. I'm on robot intro mode. Ah, uh, like robot tweeting mode. Yes, no, fine. That's a separate question. That's yeah. Uh, so, of course, being the guest, Pete has nominated an album. Pete, would you like to let us know what album you've nominated today? Uh, my album for today is "Get to Heaven" by Everything Everything. And never can you take it back. And never can you make it right In the final second I'm thinking you everything you are A plague on the horizon In the cold arena where you're trapped In the moments you make like to tell us why you nominated that album uh the first and foremost reason is that i want to bring attention to this album to the world more it's i sort of changed the way i look at music to be honest um that's big yeah it is pretty big yeah changed the way I i see music and uh i just want more people to hear it it's it's kind of an amazing record it's it's kind of a pop record. I think it was produced by the dude that like did Kylie Minogue. Um, it was indeed, yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's whack. It's not what it should be. It's confronting. It's modern, and it's yeah. It's it's something that just you listen to it and you get into it, and it makes you think, and it, you put on repeat, and it's. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to put into words this record. I just I, more people need to hear it. It's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, Get to Heaven was released on twenty second of June, twenty fifteen. It was released on Sony RCA. There were three singles, which were Distant Past, Regret, and Spring Sun Winter Dread. And it was produced by Stuart Price, aka Jacques Leconte, aka the Thin White Duke, aka the Rhythm Digital. Very yeah. important. Okay. Me. I, there was like nine AKAs on his Wikipedia page, and I wrote down the two that I remembered that and, I recognised, and I and stopped New there. Order. Come on, he produced New Order. Did, okay. Oh no, like, he wasn't. He wasn't in New Order. Okay. Phew. Produced, I was like, wait a minute. I definitely order. should have written Sorry. that down. If that yeah, was, but he yeah. has many monikers. Which is yes, fine. he has lots of monikers. George, what was your impressions of this album? You've been bouncing around since we started this episode, so I'm pretty sure you liked it. I've got notes. Not okay. Gonna say. I'm yes. just, you know, I've got notes. Um, I have been listening to Everything Everything since their first album. So I was, I'm an English woman. Hello. I, I love indie, electro, fun stuff. And their first album came out and I was like, oh, this is refreshing. Um, and then their second album came out and I kept singing the first, like um, it, the first single was called Cough Cough. So I kept singing Cough Cough at everyone <laughs> that I met for a period of time that was uh, unbearable for Yeah, that doesn't, else. Sound annoying any- yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound annoying or anything. <laughs> it was very fun. Uh, yeah, and then this album came out and I was uh, living over here at the time and, and I was like listening to it because I, I loved it, but I heard Distant Past being played on the radio a lot. Yes. Like it was played on Triple J, I think, so much. Um, 
and even my stepdaughters had listened to it knew the song and i was like you know everything everything this is the best day of my life i was like this is these are like northern boys from england who just created this in like kind of carved weird genre and became really big and awesome with it so um yeah i uh I've known of Everything Everything since they started because I used to listen to independent radio back in England and I love it and follow them so I am happy and wanted to bring... The problem I had was I didn't know which Everything Everything album to bring to the fore. Right. So because I'm just in love with them. All of them. Yeah. Um, And there's a tweet that Liam missed uh, which was um, back in England I ran a women's charity at the Women's Institute. It was very fancy. Um, And we had a jazz choir as part of the uh, charity, which was really cool. And I was in the jazz choir and we used to perform, raise money for charity and stuff like that. And Tessa Smith was a friend of mine who ran the jazz choir. And Mike, the drummer of Everything Everything, was in most of her schools and played in her final recital at Leeds College of Music. And Jonathan, the singer, was also in her high school and they sang in the choir together. So my ex-choir leader was in the (laughs) same choir as Jonathan Higgs from Everything Everything and Mike was her drummer. And I was just so excited when uh, Pete was like, I want to put this album forward. And I was like, yes, I get to (laughs) nerd out about how much I bloody love it. So thank you. They are. So. It's a very current album. So it's like I said, it was released in 2015, and we haven't covered a lot of albums. We've mostly picked albums from like the 90s or earlier, and then the 2000s. We haven't done a lot of albums from this decade. So it was interesting to yeah have an album that I guess part of the why we love the albums and become they become flawless is that we've listened to them over time and we sort of repeat them and we figure out maybe why we like them and albums we didn't think were flawless when they first came out. We sort of grow into them, but this one you probably haven't had as much time to grow into. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, Bill Binger's Bingley from my band said, hey, dude, listen to this song. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's like, no, no, seriously, listen to it. And I listen to it, I'm like, eh, yeah, pop song. I'm not into that sort of music, to be honest. I don't really rate it. This is Distant Past. And he's like, no, no, listen to the lyrics. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And he's like... Just billowing around my brazen brain, saw off all my stinking limbs, blood dripping down my sunken monkey chin. And he's like, dude, this is a fucking pop song. Yeah. You can't say that in a pop yeah. song. What the what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, and he was just uh, smitten with it. And he sort of, after that, he said, dude, you got to listen to this record. It's just like, this is a pop record. And the themes of it is wild. I've never heard anything like it before. And I followed his lead and I just fell in love with it just like I said before it really changed the way that I think about music because I've I love Paul Simon and I love the Beatles and I love Pink Floyd I love all that shit and I froth on it and I listen to it all day long and then something like this comes along and it's just like well it's a for me it was a game changer maybe Mm. there's other artists who have done it before but you know in 2015 like this is a record basically about like you know, terrorism mm. and the modern changing world and the written a pop record about it. Yeah. Uh, and I hate pop music because of how vapid it is. And this <laughs> is kind of the exact opposite of that. Yeah. I do think there's um, probably, yeah, even the last 10 years or so that there's been a big push with a lot of rock stuff to be more electro rock. And I think, I'm not sure what who did it first, but these guys were definitely sort of on the forefront of that. And I'm not generally a big fan of that stuff. Like I do prefer just the more stripped back drum and guitar stuff. So when you nominated the album, I was like, oh yeah, I remember hearing a couple of these guys' songs on Triple J and I didn't think I was going to like the album very much. 
but then yeah it's a real headphones record you've got to you've got to be listening to it and pick apart all the little different parts and pieces and it's stuff it's funny you say that because i sent a tweet out into the into the wild blue yonder when i was really into it and i tagged everything everything and i was like this is a record that you turn off a light and you put your headphones on and you bust out your J and you sit there in the dark and listen to and they they liked that tweet that was nice. my, that was the highlight oh. of my week but that's 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 the truth you like sit there with your good headphones and you yeah. can just you really you take it in you yeah. just you listen to the album you know you don't really like oh no this is song number 6 it's the sort of song you go right it's the sort of record that you go right song number 1 let's start the journey you know mm. it's a nice intro it starts with that kind of like gospel like so jonathan brings a lot of falsetto that's how he's got, a, he's got a really huge range vocally huge range and yeah. like not many artists bring a falsetto to 80 percent of their record but yeah he's just up there and he's yeah. bringing it and it's fine um and to start a record almost like the the choir leader at the very beginning mm. going this is where we're going yeah it's gonna confront you Let's enjoy the ride, and that's But it's it. good the way it sort of just starts out. Oh, what's this? And then they just smack you in the face for that yeah. Kind of song. Yeah. yeah, definitely, it's really good. So it's interesting because yeah, he has that the really high falsetto that he uses a lot. But then, like when he's doing like the really beady fast stuff, he's like got that really low register, and he's sort of almost rapping it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking like other bands are for some reason in my head just now. Muse jumped into my head because he, Matt Bellamy sings in a mm-hmm. falsetto the whole time. Can you imagine him trying to then? bring it down and like he's in that falsetto the whole time that's where he stays or like just beneath it but he, he, there's no way he'd be able to get down into like that really punchy beady rap stuff that um, Jonathan does absolutely he manages to fit so many lyrics yeah. into such a short space yeah. of time sometimes and it's and he'll do it in a real syncopation kind of like way and then and then he'll go turn into some cherub and start wailing in the yeah. um, upper registers and I'm like you're just yeah this is but yeah, like in distant past, when the in the chorus where he's doing the little almost like scatting stuff, and then they've they got the sample saying distant past, and you you first hear it, you're like, well, there's no way he's saying anything real. He must be going. And then we're like, you actually get the headphones on, you're like, no, no, there's like an entire lyric that he just ran in there and it relates to distant past as well. It's like, okay, that's that's really amazing. Like, take me away from this current world. Everything's awful. I need to leave. Yeah. Pretty much. That's the whole album. It's just everything's awful in yeah. some way and he needed to talk about it. And he did it in a really poetic way. And he did it in a really stealth way because distant past became such a huge club hit yeah and people weren't really listening to the lyrics a lot of the time they were just like yeah distant past yeah i want to do that um and because you can kind of get away with it with his dreamy singing or with some of his syncopated singing you don't really tune into all of the words and so it became a huge club hit and it's about like just really hating life yeah and everyone's bouncing up and down going (laughs) yeah i'm singing along this is i want to yeah distant past come on higgs take me with you so it's pretty awesome. But yeah, so it has something for everybody. So it starts off with like, just that intro is just drums and guitar. And then he starts hitting that digital beat. And I saw them, I saw a video of them playing it live and the drummer just turns around to the digital drums and just like, boom, boom, giving it that. And then he gets through his rapping bit and then it's like, okay, now it's a party song. Now it's like a festival, like I'm slow build. And then like the really big payoff is the, the explosion of it. Have you seen them live? Just that video, like literally the first nine 
the 90 seconds of that video, that's all I've seen. I've seen them twice. You've seen them twice? Saw them in the Metro when the record had just come out. Oh. Yep. Uh, and then I saw them recently, again at the Metro, once the record had been out for a while and it was awesome. Well, I actually, no, it was when the new record had come out. Mm-hmm. When the new record came out, which I like this record more than the new record. I felt like this one was more cohesive. I think the a good record has... The, this is another one whereby the single, like, you know, Distant Pass and the other singles were just, you know, they're just album tracks, really. Yeah. Uh, some of my favourite records, like uh, XTC, Skylarking is a good example. It doesn't really have any really standout singles. It's just those songs by themselves. You're like, what's this? Yeah. Like, any, any one of the songs on this record, you'd take it out and go, oh, what's this? It's when they're together that make it good. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so... I saw them live. I went to see them at Splendor and the Gross because nice. I saw that they were there um, in just after this album came out. So 2015, yeah, or just before it came out. I don't know. But they played Distant Past. It was very exciting. Yeah. Um, and I was there as a chaperone for my stepdaughter who was too young to be there at the time. And she was off in another tent and I'm like, you're going to live you're a life of out. regret. Yeah, absolutely. And my partner was there who doesn't like music and he just went, they're really good. Yeah. And he was there and like he... He likes Paul Simon. That's about it. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I went to see them and it was just amazing. It was pissing it down with rain outside, Splendor, that y- that day, that night. Um, we were in this tent um, and I was just surrounded by uh, all these people who were bouncing up and down, fully into it. I'm assuming some of them were inebriated in yes. some way because it was late at night and everything. But th- they'd been hammered on like the radio for a period of time. So... It was such an epic experience. I felt I was sober, but just happy. I was just elated. Um, and apparently I looked high. <laughs> My partner was just like, are you sure you didn't take yeah. anything? And I'm like, I'm just so happy right now. <laughs> so I'm there just going, some of them are from Northumberland. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just getting really excited. So they are one of the one of the best bands I've ever seen live in my life. Mm. I've seen so many bands, but they they enthralled me from start to finish, and just it was epic. Yeah, because they, like I said, I was watching a video and that was they were playing a festival. I'm like, oh yeah, it'd be really cool to play. They'd be they'd be good in a big crowd with like a you know fifteen hundred, two thousand people all sort of doing their thing. But then if you're watching them in like a small pack, not small, but a packed in venue, with like the roof on, like just that energy and the intensity must have been amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh I'm really glad I saw it. Like, the Metro is a perfect size, like a 1,000 people or 12. Yeah. Like, that was... I, I, I feel like I was offered a ticket somewhere where they were playing at a festival. Like, uh, I kind of want to see the, yeah, you the real the show, show, you know what yeah. I mean? The proper show. So, no, nah, pretty lucky. Pretty lucky to have seen that. It was quite good. And, and and with the proper show, it means that, you know, the show has the start and it has yeah. the middle and it has the end. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this album. Mm. They um, Every single song has got lyrics in it that I just look at and go, I want to reference you. I want to think about you. So, yeah. Um, even in the intro. So you think there's no meaning in anything that we do. Ah, maybe it's the silence. Maybe it's the war. Try to understand it. Try your best to understand it. You're bleeding on the highway. You just want to listen to the road. And that whole story about uh, this 
your, the impact that you've had on someone who may have who's turned out to do something atrocious or whatever you're like the, the characterization he has for when he's writing his lyrics or when he's talking to this person or talking to it stuff and, and he was so impacted by all of the things that were happening in the world in the previous year it was just you think I, d- I don't know I just it, you ha- I had to sit down and as you say put headphones on really mm. pay attention because I've been dancing away to it and singing along and then yeah. when you actually concentrate it yeah. hits you a lot more that's sort of thing I did the first couple of times I listened to it as well like I was listening to it but not really intensely paying attention and then I sort of really got into the headphones and really sort of focused on it and it's just yeah the pieces that all just and even just like not even lyrically but even musically instrumentally just the little pieces that all sort of fit in together is just mind blowing I found it, uh, sorry, I found it, it made the rec, for me it made the record better when I did a little bit of research and he said, I saw the, the, the cab, was it cab driver who was, got kidnapped by the Taliban or whatever and he had the red jumpsuit on and he was like sitting at a pub or whatever or, and, and remember how the, 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 the English fellow got kidnapped or whatever mm-hmm. and they had him and they, they decapitated him or whatever? Yeah. So that for him was just like this trigger that he's just like the world is fucked, and it put him into like a depression apparently, and that's where all these songs came from. Anecdotally, that's what I've read. Well, that's I, re- I read that from a, an interview that he did. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, but he talks about he's talked about ISIL and stuff like that. Yeah, as yeah, being yeah, an influence. But it's like a case of I think once you like start with that little nugget because because the because the, 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 the the lyrics are pretty sort of you know ob- obtuse. But if you start with that little nugget, the, mm. the rest of the record just absolutely just hits home pretty yeah. hard, I think. Mm. So he sneaks in. So Get to Heaven just sounds so delightful, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Like yeah. When you listen to it, you're just like, oh. And even that's one of those ones where there's, uh, they do this a few times where there's like little gu- guitar riffs, like almost guitar solo sort of things, but they they bury them into the electro. So it's not sort of big wailing show off riffs, but it's just like, hey, I'm a guy who plays guitar and I can do this really quickly, so I'm just going to squeeze it into this song here. Absolutely. And then again, he's still singing about tanks roll by under a blood black sky. But I'm thinking, where did I park my car? Yeah. You're like, there's a juxtaposition there yeah. that he's really trying to deal with, going, I'm living a life of full privilege mm. and all this terrible stuff is happening. What, what, what are we doing about it? And then I really liked he's at the end of that song, when he, as the tanks roll on... Um, Sounded very similar, like a similar inflection to "As the Days Go By" from Talking Heads. So I thought that was a bit of a, also a bit of a acknowledgement of some of the, like a mm. kind of band who would have led into his bit of a bit of an influence for him, like that electro rock sort of stuff. So yeah, I heard that and I was like, oh, that sounds really familiar. And then I had to sort of go and do a bit of digging because oh, nice. I don't know Simple Minds as well as I probably should. Uh, I I clearly don't. Or Talking Heads. Why did I say Simple Minds? Okay. That's awesome. Uh, but it just tricks you into because it's such a pretty song. Yeah. And I'm like, stop tricking me, yeah. guys. Like, usually bands like Manic Street Preachers put out stuff like that back in the 90s and where it's like the, the world is awful and I'm going to make you feel it both with lyrically and with the music that we're playing. Mm. Whereas everything, everything is like, this is a banger. This is a party, uh, <laughs> this is a party album. Yeah, well, they, really really, they went out of their way to have a really high energy album for a change. Like, because yeah. the previous one, Ark, had been um, a lot more subdued. Uh, so they were like, oh, Let's be a bit more party. Let's make a conscious effort to be um, a bit more like high energy, and it would be good for us to tour it because I think touring Ark would probably took a bit out of them because it was a bit more subdued. So yeah. they're like, if we're forced to, then we can go and 
you know, we're just putting out party hits and stuff. And yeah. it showed when they were playing live how excited they were. Yeah. And you talked earlier about, um, he talked about the monkey stuff as well. And then that, that comes up again in the Spring Sun Winter Dread, mm. which has got a really cool. So it's. staccato of you did it before and you'll do it again like just yeah just really sticks in your head like I, I i heard the song i was like oh yeah that's an okay song and then like maybe two days later suddenly i was just seeing it in my head and i was like it just got in there and i don't know how and i didn't it, i don't remember really loving it at the time but then i was, went back and I was like no no okay this song's in my head now and i'm never gonna yeah it's kind of it like you've got this like hook from like you know it's like a it's like a beyonce hook oh it's like this everything everything hook where Oh my god, that's disturbing. Yeah. How is that a hook? You know what I mean? It's yeah. There's so many hooks like that in the whole record though. There's yeah. a whole like in Regret Regret they just sing literally the word regret regret the end of every line yeah. for like ages. And then there's um oh later later on when they're just talking about the gun. Um Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. What, the gun stuff is really um old enough from No Reptiles is old enough to run, old enough to fire a gun. Yeah. Just yeah, why yeah. don't you just, you know, point just, out my yeah, yeah. privileged put happy a, life. Put a knife in it and we're done already. Yeah. I've I, got a good little anecdote actually about regret. Um, I was in the casino having drinks and I was like, da, 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 with a mate. I don't know why we were there, but that was the <laughs> soundtrack right. in the Sydney casino. Just yeah. like, holy shit. For a start, they're playing everything, everything casino. Why? Yeah, <laughs> secondly... Yeah. They're playing regret, regret, regret yeah. Yeah. to all these people who you, probably don't, don't really want to be here. Yeah, which I you found don't hilarious. want. Yeah, you don't want gamblers of any kind thinking about regrets. <laughs> yeah. But also, there's that line in that song is um just like the one little thing where he throws out, or maybe, or maybe an automaton. Like he just puts a little inflection on it, just because like I can do. Look what I can do with my voice. Because in the line before, he's like, "I'm trying to click undo, man." Yeah. And I'm like, try, just like his life going, trying to unclick undo. Yeah. It's just yeah, he they he brings some really intelligent lyrics. There's like it was the first time I, I actually really noticed some of the like guitar mm. not being hidden by um the synths and stuff in regret. I think it was like it was the first time I, I, I if I re listen to it again I'm I'm sure I'll change my mind five or six times over, but I was like, Oh yeah, guitar. Like yeah. 'cause they they were a bit like, Oh, in the whole Radiohead style, like let's mm. put down our guitars for a yeah, bit yeah. and see what else we can do. And then they came out with something that was really synth heavy, really like electro heavy and stuff. And it was just, but it works really well. It doesn't clash with any of their previous stuff. Yeah. I think their catalog fits really nicely together. Um, have you listened to much of their stuff before? No, this was, stuff? so I'd heard Cough Cough. And then I, I remembered after I heard Distant Pass, I remembered hearing it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And that's literally it. Oh, okay. That's the, my Their entire exposure. Their first ever single was called Suffragette, Suffragette on the yeah. first album. And that has has the lyrics, who's going to sit on your face when I'm gone? <laughs> right. Which is great. Yeah. So who's going <laughs> to sit on the fence and then who's going to sit on your face when yeah. I'm gone? And it was it's just like this suffragette and like feminist anthem type thing. And I was like, I'm going to like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you're doing there. Um, probably one of the songs I will mention is Fortune 500 which I am predisposed not to like. So I'm never big I'm never a big fan about 
musicians singing songs about how people in suits and corporate, you know, the corporate life is dead. You're all dead. Because for me, I've always worn, I've always been a guy in a suit, and but also a big music fan. And for me, it's always like, well, hang on, I make that money. Like you know, yeah, I'm not, I have the the corporate life, but I use that to make the money, which I then give you guys to make music and that sort of thing. So I'm like, please don't make fun of me while I'm supporting your lifestyle. <laughs> so my, so when I saw the title, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a corporate, you know, corporate guys are bad sort of thing. But it just floored me right from the start. And it was one of those songs where I've talked about before, where it's like. I hear a song and I just have to stop doing whatever I'm doing and just loop it back like three or four times to listen to it again. And it's not even about taking out Fortune Not real. Not it's yeah. It's about um, a breaking fa- into the palace and a fail, failed assassination of the queen. Killing yeah. the queen. Yeah. That's supposed to be like taking it down from the top, kind yeah. of like taking out the queen, like someone's attempt at that. So. But it's like the least rocky track on the album. Like it's all synths and beats and layered, layered vocals and <laughs> harmonizing and big choir. So It's arguably my favourite track. Like, I, I love listening to the whole thing, but this, when I've been listening to the record, it's one that I just totally connected with, with the, when it has the, I've won, I've won, they've told me that I've won. That life lasts for an entire minute. Yeah. In the middle, like, in the song. Like, they just repeat that with just, like, relentless repeating of it mm. before it eases off and you're not, you don't get a satisfying like explosive ending it's just the disappointment well, there's, not, there's not much satisfying on the record is it yeah there's, not, there's, just n- yeah, there's no like oh that's nice it's, it's always there's always a little bit of a bitter taste at the mm. end of every song which is oh except maybe the very end but you know that's well there's yeah we done for l- a reason <laughs> that's right and then they yeah. they also say they speak in ways I do not understand which was like that sort of got me back to thinking more about the Fortune 500 and the company sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's just, it's business speak that I don't like. They're controlling me and they're telling me I'm doing something, but I I can see them talking to one another and I don't I I see them talking, but I don't understand what they're saying. But yeah, so just like those looped and it's all sort of very synthy and yeah, lots of beats and everything. It was really cool. And it ends kind of on low. Yeah. But then it goes straight into blast doors. Yes. Which is a lot more high energy, quick, intense. Uh, like lyrical assault about how none of us are doing enough yeah uh, and just like this got this wholesome pseudo inspirational chorus and bridge um, with like did you pack your bag or did somebody pack it for you take me to the sad sad party that you're bound to whether you're a have not or a have I got a question are you living dead or is it some kind of possession and he has that kind of real quick again mm. the syncopated like singing yeah before wailing again and making some awesome sounds and it's just it, he lull, lulls you they lull you into going oh it's going to get a bit quieter now because we've had a bit it's been a bit relentless and it's like nah kidding yeah. carry on we're just we're going to carry on partying throughout mm. the rest of the record it's just again another lyrical assault for everything for everything everything everything, everything. so one of the we talked about not paying off and one of the things where I think that actually hurts is um the wheel is turning now so it's five and a half minutes long, but that's because for the last two and a half minutes, there's just that beat that he only occasionally sings over the top of, and it feels like it's building up to something like a big payoff. But in the end, it does it just does that for like two minutes or so, and then it just fades out. So it sort of doesn't... I was waiting for a payoff on that song, and I just sort of didn't get it. 
Oh, because that's the one about like faith healers and stuff, isn't it? Like uh, um, looking about the power people have over a week. And well, I think a lot of the a lot of the, like half of the songs for mine are about like the manip- manipulating. Mm-hmm. Like the, the what I took out of Fortune Five Hundred was like I see it as the guys like I've won. I've, like I've he's the guy like I'm, I've um, paradise. I'm going to paradise. Yeah. Now, right. 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 Yeah. And it's not right. Like- right. And it's not. Like it's all about the manipulation of, of how they get how, you know why the guy that he saw on TV why did that guy cut that guy's throat? It's because yeah. someone else has manipulated him basically to do it. You know, I think that's something that that Higgs like just couldn't wrap his head around. You know mm. what I mean? Like that's what a lot of these tunes are about. And that's where the inspiration for the artwork came from. It was so it's a man with like recoiling back with hands all over him and stuff and it's supposed to be like all of the hands of manipulators are like faith healers and everything else and religious leaders politicians taking them down kind of and in really stark color like the bright orange yeah. and blue like confronting mm. colors so it's like a, it's a striking record it's you've got to be you've I think they tried to record it I think it said in five or six different studios before they finally settled on somewhere that they felt like it was right yeah it sounds amazing like the sound Uh, of it is fantastic yeah they actually um yeah i think when they finally did but they still credited all of the different studios that they went and visited which i thought was nice yeah like the liner notes it was just like thanks for having us place in wiltshire and in wales and wherever else it's like we didn't record there in the end but uh, but But it's it's definitely like an electronica producer giving them those layers and all the different things like you can tell like it's a, a person who's produced more sort of electronic music than rock music in the past yeah i think so i think they that's what they needed on this yeah. one for for what they were trying to achieve they needed somebody that was going to come up to uh, come up and i think he did a he did regrets he did a remix of regrets or like a mastering of regrets and they were like yeah done You're, yeah we'll sign you up and that's when like the whole album started to come together which is awesome yeah which i'm very happy about yeah and so then towards the end we've got no reptiles where he's he's rapping so fast it's almost scatting. Slip from the trees to the birds to the minutes to the wild to the car and the stalk of dreams like a crow to the shin like a man of the swing. Fresh from the breast now river and a flood to the man on a rock to the man on a feet to a flood to a drain now river now chain. I was in the So like it's the same thing where, where I said before is like if you weren't paying attention you might assume he's just making noises but he's not he's like blasting lyrics at you so fast. Do you, I like, love it. That has an awesome quote from him when he was like we're very lucky that he's quite open with discussing the why he writes the songs he writes and there's an awesome quote and this song has the theme of fat pouring down the streets and clogging every hole. That's how I was feeling about the general public, me included. We're just this blobby, inactive, privileged, pale, big blob. And I wanted to use this metaphor of this massive fat tsunami washing through the city streets and going into the gutters. Nice. And that's where No Reptiles came from. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, that one's got the line in it. Just give me this one night, just one night to feel like I might be on the right path. 
and it's so plaintive and pleading like he's like I know I'm not I know everything's fucked but just let me have one minor non-victory that I think is a victory please and it even has a point where the music goes so intense electro it mm. sounds like you're in Tron in yeah. some kind of chase scene and I was like yeah this is good so I've got a couple of songs from this on my running playlist okay because they're the right BPM for me to go for a good run yeah um, and I like singing along in public spaces yeah. uh, to uh, songs I really shouldn't be just talking about how terrible we all are yeah but it's an epic album for that that's the yeah th- that song for mine that that major lyric is the, the great thing. It's like, no, there's no conspiracy. There's no reptilians. It's like yeah. just regular people are just apathetic. Yeah. And that's just what it is. So don't don't look for any... There's no... As, as per like what is happening right now in America. There's no deep state. It's yeah. Just, that's the way people are. Yeah. And it would be great if they weren't that way. But unfortunately, that's the way it is. You yeah. Know? People in power don't have to try that hard to stay in power and keep screwing over people who aren't. Like, they Doesn't just use the power they've got to keep doing it. That's the one where he refers to them as eggs, right? Like, he's just like people... Soft-boiled like, so- eggs. Soft-boiled yeah. eggs, yeah. So like- there's no reptiles. There's no, like, grandmaster plan. It's yeah. just uh, Joe Average just doing what he does and no one else is, cares enough to change it. We're all doomed, but isn't this a cheerful tune? Yeah. Because I've, I've, this week I started using, I've got a stand-up desk at work and I started using it a bit more and I noticed yesterday at work that I, no one said anything to me because I was listening to this album and I was dancing, like <laughs> just, doing little, just doing little desk dances back and forth. I was like, someone will come up to me and say something if this is weird, right? And no one ever did, so I assumed <laughs> everything was fine. They're all terrified. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they but yeah, really you're, you're dancing it. along. It's like, oh yeah, this beat, it's really cool and it's here and then it's just like, no, I'm listening to this now and this is really depressing. Yeah. But you're on at least 15 Snapchat stories yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. People going, never check out this guy at work. He's yeah, dancing at idiot. his standing desk. <laughs> and he's listening to everything, everything. Loudly, which is fine. Which yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Um, so were there points in the record? Were, are there skippable tracks for you, Mr. Pete? Um, I keep calling you Mr. Pete. I like this. It feels uh, civilised. Like I was saying earlier, just before we started recording, this is an odd one for me because, because it's new. I, with old records, you would sit there with the track listing in your hand and you'd go through everything. And half if they had the lyrics, you'd look at the lyrics. Now it's kind of like you've got to Google the lyrics and hopefully yeah. they're there. Um, as far as the track listing goes. To be honest, not really. Another weird thing about this record was the way I've listened to it is the deluxe version, which right. has like an extra five tracks, which are actually good. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. That's, no, but, that never happens. No, they're actually like good, and they're sort of there's one or two that are quite. But you can, you can, I guess you can see why they left it off. But I listen to all of them. As far as the, uh, as far as whether there are any skippable, skippable tracks. Not really. I mean, I, I understand why at the end it's not my favorite song. Um, is it Warm Healer, the last one? Yeah, it's not my favourite song. However, I know why they put it there. And to be, actually, we've just done a record that we put a song on the end. We had a song that sort of finished the record, and then we um, put an extra song on the end of it that was meant to be the, like almost like, the contrived hopeful, hopeful end, hopeful end to the record because we didn't want it to end even though it sonically ended yeah. a certain way, we didn't want people to come out of the record feeling that way. We wanted, yeah. you know, maybe things aren't too bad. So I think I can understand why they put that song on the end of the record. Yeah. 
and, and so I can appreciate how it rounds it out. Um, so for me, yeah, there's no ones that I really skip because it sort of just it skips on. My favourite song though is is Zero Pharaoh, and I'm not sure even why. I think I just it's one of those weird ones whereby when I heard it for the first dozen times I heard the record I'm like yeah whatever and then like the the 20th time I'm like wait a minute this is my favorite song yeah. and that sort of became my favorite tune so yeah that's definitely the favorite song if I if I just if I have a go to but um no I don't think there's anything I really skip again I just feel like it's one of those records that just it's put together in a certain way that it just it just works and then by yeah. the time you get to the very end I'm happy with the way that it that it ends so. Well, they talk about Warm Healer, the final track, going, well, at the end of all this, we just wanted to give you a hug. Yeah. You know, like when you've gone through something really traumatic and then you get to the end and go, this is your hug. Yeah. We can carry on. And well, I didn't know that, now. but again, that's what I was sort of saying. Like, yeah, you don't exactly. want everyone, like, and the record finishes and everyone's sort of sitting there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Like agitated. Yeah, exactly. But Zero Pharaoh is the one that I'd forgotten. It has got the... Um, like another like minutes worth of him just going. Give me the gun. Give me the gun. gun yeah. Give me the gun. With, me the, the, uh, with the layers. layers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Absolutely. quite amazing. It's quite amazing. To do that, to just happily put that in like a pop indie electro kind of record, you're like, okay, mm. you're just repeating, give me the gun many times over, but it's just, that's a really awesome one. Um, the kind of hook for me in that is, if all your children made it out alive, then why would you ever go back? Take your Pharaoh, put him in the black sack. Why don't you think for yourself? And that came across to me as like the refugee asylum seeker crisis of like, mm. you know, you've got your children alive, why would you go back and stuff? And it's just, I was listening to it going, whoa, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And just thinking about the xenophobia that was happening in England at the time that he was referencing. There was um, the leader of UKIP, uh, who's massive, the general election was happening. The uh, All of the outpouring of xenophobia and over racism that was happening in England at the time was disgusting in the mainstream news um, it was a real like terror kind of fear based uh, election it was horrific um, and I know that Jonathan has talked about that a lot when he came to putting the record together because he was struggling with his own mental health because of everything mm. it's just because all of that was just too much and so to put things in there referencing all of this stuff that's happening about how despicable the politicians are and how despicable the like pe just the general public is towards refugees asylum seekers etc was on a pop record was yeah really intense yeah and well, that's why sorry that's why i think that that's why for me it changed the way i see music and i know you might think oh that's a bit rich but it's kind of like for me, after listening to this record, it's like, okay, anything's possible. Like, you yeah. can write about whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't, coming from the Beatles, like, ooh, I need your love, babe. What else can we write about? Well, I love Paul McCartney. What else does he write about? Yeah. This, that, and the other. He's not writing about, you know, this sort of stuff. This is like, you can actually write, you can actually write about whatever you want. And it doesn't have to be preachy. It can yeah. be like, it can be energetic and it can mm -hmm. be really, uh, 
you know, it can be really powerful sort of stuff, you know. And he includes himself as part of the problem. It's not yeah. like he's saying, you guys are awful. It's, I'm part of the problem. And I don't, I'm tired. I don't know what to do. And it's always imagery. Like, it's never, here's what I think, here's what I say, do this, do that. Like, it's always, I'm going to build an image in your mind. Mm-hmm. The, the, I've got an image in my mind. I'm going to build it in your mind. And we're going to figure out what it means together, which is great. Yeah, he's, he is really good at storytelling. And he does create characters and he does like look at characters and sing about them and stuff. But he just, the the speed of the songs and the intricacy of the musicianship and how catchy the music is can just take you off guard when it comes to the content itself and mm. like the lyrical content. Because I could, I could easily just pop it on and pretend not to hear the lyrics and go, this is just an awesome party album. I'm yeah. just going to go party. This is fun and put it on a playlist. Um, but really, if you, when you spend any time, as we all have, listening and going, oh, 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 mm. that, oh, yeah, I'm definitely part of the problem. And yeah. we should all be probably thinking about this. And it does not surprise me that he was going through his own like mental health problems with and medication problems and stuff at the time. And it was, it's heartbreaking. But when you turn them into musically, the upbeat, the the bangers and that sort of stuff is like it gives you a lot of room to move with a live scene with a live show that you can just i'm going to get a bunch of people and get a thousand people into a room and we're all going to dance around at the same time and it's not like if if the music was tonally the same as the lyrics i'm going to get a thousand people into a room and we're all going to walk away at the end of it super depressed and sad about (laughs) ourselves but i'm instead i'm going to get a thousand people in the room we're all going to have a good dance and i'm hopefully going to make people think but i'm also going to give them 90 minutes of fun dancey times which is, a, a, you know, if that's the only good you can get in this world, then at least I've given that to them for 90 minutes. Absolutely. And they do give you fun dancey times. I can imagine. It looked really, it looked like it was really fun. Yeah, well, all, Triple J played Distant Past a million times. Yeah. And, or more. Um, and obviously other radio stations did and stuff. It was, it got to the point where I was like, I still loved it. But other It's a weird one though, because it. it's kind of like, okay, so they've played a bunch of times, but does anyone who's listening understand, like, Listen, like, wait a minute, this is... Yeah, why Why yeah. does he want to go there? Yeah. Is, has he just had a bad breakup? Oh, mm. maybe. But I, I worked with someone who was like, do not play everything, everything ever again. I'm so fed up of hearing <laughs> Distant Past. And she just was like, you cannot play it. Like yeah. when I had a coffee shop. And I was like, all right, fine. Oh. Um, but but they are the one, one of the only bands that I can put them on. And within seconds, my partner will go... That's everything, everything. And I yeah. go, correct. Yeah. Because they have a very distinct sound. Yeah. I was really surprised that Distant Past wasn't in the Hottest 100 for the year because it's really right in that Triple J, Electro Rock, what they've sort of morphed into over the past 15 years, 10, 15 years sort of time. And then, yeah, so I thought, oh, yeah, that'll be at least somewhere. But, it, yeah, they just didn't – it wasn't in there at all. People just maybe didn't oh. hook onto it as way the way – maybe you really had to listen to it to hook onto it. But – because yeah, they were playing it, so it a lot. Much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just do on our drive it. down to Splendor, they, it was on the radio about three times, and it's not that far. Um, I, I was all, you know, I was singing along, but it was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Cool. Okay, so we've uh, come to the end of the episode. So, George, closing thoughts, and also uh, flawless or not flawless. So, closing thoughts. Uh, this is a very good record, and I'm really glad that people took forward to brought it flawlessly forward to us um i loved re-listening to it consciously and not just having it on because i know that i like it um in the background um and really researching it a bit more and researching what they were going through um this is i love 
their back catalogue as well, um, their forward catalogue. I love their music, so I'm glad that we've got an Everything Everything track in the Flawless, and I'm going to say yeah. Cool. Thumbs up from George. Thumb. Pete, obviously you nominated it. I'm going to say it's not Flawless. Okay. <laughs> this, is the, this is the first. Uh, yeah, again, it's not... The the vibe on this record isn't that it's meant to be a flawless record. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you listen to, uh, you know, Dark Side of the Moon. Love that record. That's a flawless record. It's perfect. Every single second of it is perfect. This record is a dude just, like, just unloading and just venting, you know what I mean? And for me, that's kind of like... Uh, I love the record, but it's not as far as what a traditional record is that doesn't make for me like a flawless album it just makes like it's a flawless piece of art I'll, mm-hmm. I'll call it that cool but I won't call it a flawless uh, record it's interesting that you said that you referred to it as perfect as well because we um, we invited someone else to come on previously and we sort of explained to her what the concept was and she said I can't do it I don't think that any album is perfect so she's a musician and she she's all about songwriting and sort of and she, her thing is music is the ever-growing quest to improve and get better and get better so there's no such thing as perfect and then I was thinking in my mind and I don't know how George and Grant feel but in my mind I differentiate between perfect and flawless so if you had a perfect album that would mean every single choice you made every single note was perfectly placed there is literally nothing you could do that would make it better whereas I think of flawless because because then you would yeah I'm, a, I'm on board with that there's no such thing as a perfect album but then Flawless is more about for what it is and looking at like no skippable tracks. Do you have the emotional connection? So it's interesting. So that's where I can go. Yep, these albums are flawless while I don't think they're perfect. So it's interesting that you made that, that you use that same language as like, yeah, like you have those albums that are perfect for you. But this one is sort of a different different beast altogether. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's uh, my thought was, so like I said, I was... The electro rock sort of stuff is not necessarily something that I normally get into and listen to. Um, so I listened to this album last weekend expecting, oh yeah, I'll listen to it a couple of times. I probably won't like it that much. Did like it. Wasn't sure that I thought it was flawless. And then all this week, random songs from the album have just been jumping into my head and I can't get them out. So I'm listening to it more and more. And then, yeah, I don't think there's any... So there's a few songs that aren't quite as strong as the others. So I'm not a big fan of Warm Healer. But... I definitely don't think there's anything skippable and I think it, get, it does get the bonus points from me for being like something outside of my wheelhouse I'm like yeah no I can really see why this was really great so uh, I loved so much of it all through the middle there so yeah for me it was a thumbs up for a flawless album so this is the first time yes the the two regular hosts have said an album that was suggested is flawless but the person who was supposed to suggest a flawless album <laughs> decided against it this that's is we've, Pete has upside down. Rules are made to be broken, yes. guys. Come on, yeah. it's upside down. It's we're all in very, upside down. It's all very, so we're, all we meta, we're all metering ourselves out of our podcast. I uh, know it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Flawless is recorded at the Edge Studios here at the State Library of Queensland, which is a fantastic free space. So check them out. Uh, you can give us a rating on most major podcast services. So if you do that, that helps other music listeners to find us. You can find us on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com/slash/flawlessamp. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, also Flawless AMP there. So check us out, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, uh, get involved in the conversation and help us spread the word. Other than that, we will see you next time. Bye.